How do we go about doing this episode though? Do we what's the what's the structure we could use? Okay. I think let's talk about the the film, right? Just as it stands, what we think about it. And then um this interview actually has a lot of interesting insights about uh Sufyan's creative process that I actually haven't seen a lot of in other interviews. It's mostly just sort of surface level stuff. Um so that's an angle we can explore. I do want to yeah. improvise the Hooper Heroes comic and talk about that. Um, and yeah. Okay, so is this going to be in the episode or? Let's. 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 Let's? Okay. <laughs> if this outline that Jen just made is. Uh, is canon. If you're going to leave that in or not. Is, is, is this canon? Yeah, you know, it's. Um, was a movie like that where the, the, the plot gets like summarized at the very beginning um i think like the uh 1990 something movie uh romeo plus juliet starts with like a basically a teaser trailer for the whole movie oh, where yeah. it's like in 10 seconds they sum up the entire movie but like very quick well, i guess and then there's a title screen and then it starts well that's a sort of it's almost a, a shakespearean sort of old style theater way to go about that you know with the with the chorus yeah so it makes sense i guess for that film speaking of films yes yeah, so this was our okay yeah that's a good <laughs> that's a good segue sufyan made one welcome to the age of pods <laughs> welcome um, welcome to the age of pods the title but yet. It, he did not originally make a film he did a mixed medium artistic exploration mm -hmm. of the uh, brooklyn queens expressway But what we have left today is an album and a film. Mm -hmm. Let's start actually like, because I, I have the Wikipedia page for Sufjan Stevens Open. Uh, It's always good. On this, I'm, I'm at, at the section of like career where it says the first is early career and the 50 States project. So that's, that's all that we've covered on this podcast so far. And now... We enter like it. It even has in brackets 1995 to 2006, and then now we we have entered the second stage of his career, which is soundtrack album and various collaborative projects 2007 to 2009. Ah, yes, I remember various collaborative efforts. Mm. And this starts with over the 2005 winter holidays. Stevens recorded an album with Rosie Thomas and Dennison Whitmer playing banjo and providing vocals. In April 2006, Pitchfork erroneously announced that Stevens and Thomas were having a baby together and were forced to print a retraction. <laughs> What the fuck? I don't think retractions get printed anymore, but I love that. <laughs> Why would they say that? <laughs> It's, it says that it was an April Fool's pack. Okay. By, like either Rosie Thomas or I don't know. It's it's 2006, I guess. All I can think about is though a, a printed out pitchfork that like a, a newspaper mm -hmm. boy is waving in my face. You know, extra, 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 extra. Read all about it. The new Fiona apples, pretty, pretty good. <laughs> exactly. Was pitchfork ever printed? That's. That's wild. There's also like the links to this are all, oh wait, there might be like an archive to this. I'm trying to find like the these erroneous statements of Sufyan's pregnancy. But uh well it seems to be lost in the oceans of the internet, as as we like to say. Darn. Sufyan has some takes on the internet, as we will learn later today. He does. Mm. Teaser, 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 tease. Yeah, so Uh, they, you know, Rosie Thomas made an album, These Friends of Mine, that has Sufjan playing banjo on it and also singing on the song Say Hello. Hello. Uh, which I don't know if you all have listened to it. It's a short, sweet song. I listened to it a little bit. It, it's nice. Yeah. yeah. You brought this up like 10 minutes before. Yeah, because they just discovered time. it. <laughs> And I was I was just looking at all these other links, so I have to pass here. No, it's fine. Like I don't think there's much to discuss about it. It's just something he did. 
Yeah, we'll definitely cover, uh, maybe we can cover that a little more in depth when we talk about Hit and Run Volume 1. Oh, that's, um, that's a good idea, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this, uh, anyway, this album was released in 2007, and then, on May 31, 2007, Asthmatic Kitty announced that Stevens would be premiering a new project titled The BQE in early November 2007. So, now we're at the BQE. Here we are. Toot toot. That's the sound of the... the cars. A, a, a car? Yeah. <laughs> a car oh, famous for driving over an expressway? Interstate 278? Yeah, you mm-hmm. know. Beep, beep. What if, what if cars Pixar movie no was about what would take place in the bqe i think that would make this movie the the project a lot more interesting if the cars talk to each other and oh that would be a fun, fun little crossover yeah came out like a year after the the first cars film so did it is cars so old cars is like 2006 i want to say that's that's wild but i think you're right yeah cars is 2006 jesus christ Cars is 14 years old. Cars can can um, can vote yet, but soon <laughs> cars can vote. Cars are cars is in its uh in its awkward puberty years, you know, it's yeah. it's just starting to be aware of other people that it might uh Yeah, have cars gets for. very awkward bonus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um oh, god, cars is not a great movie. It's not Brad Bird kind of whiffed it, but he made uh Ratatouille right after, so Yay. You know. It's not even it's directed by John Lasseter. Oh, well. So that might be why. <laughs> that explains why Brad Bird did such a bad job, because he didn't do it. Yeah. So, makes sense. What did John Lasseter even direct? Oh, Toy Story and the Bug's Life. Okay, so there's... I think John Lasseter I, I don't think... got... Uh, uh, I want to... S- What's a more politically correct way to say got me tooed? Yeah, I, I know what you're talking about, though. Yeah. yeah he was like, he did he, sexual harassment. Yes. <laughs> he's, he's a bit, got me tooed is such a wild statement because it sounds like they would be the the victim of it. That's very true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it sounds like that's something like that just came over them. Yeah. Like a curse. <laughs> but no. But no, it was the result of an action and a decision that they made yes yeah he directed cars and cars 2 and then did not come back for cars 3 which i have not seen and it's not because i'm a ride or die john lasseter i (laughs) don't even know why i even saw cars 2 because i didn't even like cars even at that age like i was 11 when cars came out yeah cars is for six-year-olds and i think it's probably good for six-year-olds I don't know, that's my worst take. There's a yeah. lot of, like, weird sex jokes in it, too. Oh, is there? Okay. I vaguely remember. It's like, and Larry the Cable Guy is in it. Oh, uh, yeah. Hell yeah. Get 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 it done. But I really like that, like, because Sufjan made this uh, mixed-medium artistic exploration about an express mm-hmm. where they would just start, like, with, what is Cars? <laughs> and <laughs> just go on from there. Yeah. Well, Look, because... What I had assumed, actually, um, because, you know, I'm bad at keeping information and acquiring it, and I just, you know, I heard about the QBE, it's like this this soundtrack instrumental project of Sufjan Stevens about yeah. this uh, Brooklyn Queens expressway. Uh, in, a, in my mind, I had saved this as, oh, it's, of course, it's got to be about these like subway trains, like these, you know, famous New York yeah. uh, subway lines. Yeah, you think But it's about fucking cars. You think New York, you think public transport, right? Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And this this is is also what I was looking forward to when I was sitting Uh down to watch this movie to like, just like, because this is something I really love is like sitting uh, in a subway car and just, uh, you know, just like meditatively, like kind of looking at people. I just, I love being on the subway. It's also a thing that Corona destroyed, but I do like that. And so I was looking forward to like, just like looking at people in subways. But no, yeah. it's fucking cars. Yeah, it's there's cars. there's hardly any people to be seen except for uh, our three protagonists. The B Q and D. Yeah, they have names. I forget. They one's have called names. Brooklyn. One's called Queens, and one's called Expressway. Expressway. Let's actually like I I have an article open about the actual B Q E, and it's apparently like super hated. And it's known as like an architectural 
nightmare and something that like destroyed neighborhoods um actually someone uh friend of the show alex leaf crunch when i mentioned the uh the bqe uh she said something about robert moses how he's like considered the most like the guy who built this expressway he's like considered the being responsible for the most evil uh architecturing in the 20th century like in america like oh. uh, he built apparently he built the expressway super low so that uh these uh black working class neighborhoods it went through it made it impossible to make public transport there because it was like too low for that so it basically like destroyed entire like working class uh black neighborhoods yeah jesus was that on purpose or were they just dumb i it must be on purpose I think right? he was pretty because racist. white supremacy like well i think guiding every decision i think that's really common as well like even in seattle like where i'm sort of situated uh apparently like uh, in the building of these highways um it displaced a lot of working class uh, people of color communities so it's uh yeah it's not not great yeah um yeah i have this like in this new york times article i just opened up it says it was it's described as notoriously choked with traffic a clattery belching potholed sluice of despair Built for 47,000 vehicles, now used by 153,000 cars and trucks a day. The long-neglected mid-century highway is collapsing. Um, yeah, so apparently it's, like, not even, like, usable at this point. It's really ugly if you look at pictures of it, too. Or if you look at, like, artistic visualizations of an album of it. Yeah. This was uh, commissioned, right? This was not an an idea of Stevens's... yeah the project well i'm not sure actually because it did it does say it was commissioned by uh someone some <laughs> arts community in new york um the 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 three uh hula hooping women's names are botanica Qantas, and electress okay by the way. just so <laughs> i will react <laughs> yeah great job um but you know us fans just refer to them as brooklyn queens and expressway <laughs> yeah yeah that was revealed in uh or i guess would have been revealed in the uh, conclusion of the comic series that that was their real mm. names all along yeah <laughs> uh yeah so yeah this is a boytai media project that was like yeah it was a live show where they showed the film that sufyan directed uh and wrote in quotation marks he was um, behind the camera basically probably yeah. assumably yeah maybe there's like a there's a the pic of him room. holding this uh, super 8 camera which i think mm-hmm. is the camera of the movie um, yeah, that sounds right yeah i thought about why is he using this camera not only because he's an indie cuck but also maybe because that was <laughs> it's from the time when uh the interstate when the BQE was, was built. built yeah 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 exactly yeah yeah it's, it was built in the 50s i think so this might have been intentional might have been just because it made him makes him looks like look like a hipster yeah um yeah and uh like yeah so it was that live show uh with the movie screened and then they recorded the album apparently they recorded it live in a one-day session like with all of them in in the same room and then they made the dvd that we legally purchased and uh watched it's, no it's, it's, actually, it's on vimeo it's, it's actually uh, on the on the labels vimeo page so yeah you know all of you can and it's on youtube watch it without feeling bad in america for pirates or whatever it's also on YouTube, i think yeah uh, and it had like <laughs> and apparently they also sold like a 40 page comic that sufyan wrote 
about the the Hooper heroes, like these three women that are in it, which we were unable to find, which makes me very mad and disappointed. But you were saying that you like that he's taking like a political stance in the comic, didn't you say that? I've got I think the, so. I've got the description okay, of it right me, here. Give me a second and keep talking about something. So, Sufjan Stevens's The BQE further extends oh, yeah, its mythology like by anthropomorphizing the expressway and its theoretical conceits into a 40-page comic book covered by Matt Luke's masthead by Christian Acker, in which three extraterrestrial superhero sisters, Botanica, Qantas, and Electris, use hula hoops to combat the messiah of civic projects, Captain Moses, and his totalitarian social architecture. The comic book, written by Stevens and gorgeously drawn, colored, and inked by longtime friend and collaborator Stephen Hawker, visualizes in graphic form many of the political motifs of the movie and the soundtrack. Mid-century urban theory, modernism, postmodernism, hoop dynamics, and the spiritual practice of Sabud. Sabud. Oh, Sabud. Excuse me? Of Sabud? S-U-B-U-D. I think it's the religion Sufyan was raised in. Um, I think. Maybe. And there was another word that I picked up. It was messianic totalitarian uh, social yeah. architecture. I, I think Robert Moses is described as the messiah of totalitarian social architecture. Yeah, like that totalitarian okay. social architecture is the totalitarian social is architecture. Is basically the the architecture that is standing behind building the BQE. And it's 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 a weird concept because these heroes like have the letters BQE, mm. but they are fighting the, the guy who built the BQE. Because here's so the thing: when in the interview um, messaging here. <laughs> Sufjan talks about wanting the series to continue, but he also talks about how nobody's buying the comic, which is kind of sad. Like, I think, yeah. I think if if he made a comic like <laughs> now, I think someone would fund it. Of course, yeah, um, yeah, everyone would buy it. Yes, if he made it available as an ebook, everyone would buy it. Like, I would have bought it for yeah. If podcast. you got like paid, I mean, eight, that's eight the thing about comics for, for me something. is yeah. like I pay I pay the price of a normal book, right, for like a graphic novel sized book, but it's mostly just pictures, so it takes me like half an hour to read it. Yeah, you know, so it's like okay, not you know, yeah, not a great investment. That's the thing. Yeah. Right. That's a weird value proposition. I guess. And I guess it's harder to draw than to write. So, you know, there's there's like more people whose work needs to be compensated if that's, it's like an yeah, author, that's very an true. artist, and a painter. That. Oh, that's like, true. Uh, you know, so it makes sense that a comic is like like the same number of words on a comic page and on a book is gonna like the, I the comic normal is books be, like, had more expensive like, to produce books, i guess you know so it, big <laughs> explosions <laughs> yeah um yeah like why why isn't why isn't moby dick just uh, but yeah so maybe the twist at the end is that um uh captain moses actually created the the super teenage hooper heroes um yeah or yeah something oh, like that oh and it's like a time travel twist that's exciting it's God, I don't know what I'm more bummed about if that he didn't continue doing it or that we couldn't even like read the first one. It's actually I don't know. I'm fine with I'm fine with him not continuing it. Like I can't see Sufjan well, finishing any. Here's an interesting any thing that I wanted to project. posit that like I mean we kind of joke about this album being like New York in the Fifty States project, but like what if I mean it kind of is i feel like just because it's it's not the same form of like yeah it being called new york uh i i feel like i don't know it would almost be kind of pedantic to say oh well it doesn't have this this and this so it can't be a continuation of the 50 states project no i think that's totally fair like he he also like it's it's more like focused on just just one piece of uh, city engineering and right. not like an entire sprawl across the state but it does have the thing of it it's it tells the story of a place that sufyan like i don't even think has no. any like actual personal connection to like he's not from new york that's true but he went to new york in a van with his friend and oh, they slept true. in parking lots and uh, they didn't mind yeah uh, they were actually in love with the place they made mind. a lot of mistakes. <laughs> they made a lot of mistakes in their mind. Yeah, but there's no uh, made a lot of mistakes in their mind. <laughs> there's no, um, you know, mention of that of uh, on driving 
across the BQE, which is, I think... It's implied. Yeah. It's implied because Obama. they're in a van, my guy. Okay, so do you think they, they draw off... Do you think that oh, van wow. can actually be spotted in the movie of the BQE? Oh, they're wow. They're like a cameo of Sufjan uh, and his friends. The expanding Sufiverse is, uh... <laughs> it's expanding. <laughs> so this, this movie has, like, this kind of... Like, the, the aesthetics of it is that it's constantly, like, split in three screens that go at the same time and usually show the same... A lot of the time, yeah, time show well, the same thing from a slightly like, different the first camera angle. half or so, it's three different things. But then about halfway through, it becomes just, like, the same one or two shots that they, uh, they just mirror. And, I mean... I guess yeah. that probably comes from it being an installation yeah. piece and actually like being projected on three separate screens. Um, yeah, yeah, that's what I was wondering if it's actually meant to sense. be on three separate sc- screens uh, or if it was always like this. Probably. Yeah, I, I don't imagine it like looks. a walk-in video installation. Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean it wasn't like, that it was a live because show. it was on a stage. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But like this would work. And I, I actually, I love those, like, you know, these multi-screen installations mm-hmm. yeah. where you like, your gaze is not directed by one camera, but you can. Yeah. I've seen, I've seen a theater or like dance performance that was like this, where uh, it, it was really good, where it was like in a room, there were like three distinct stages and like the music was going all the way through, but uh, the three dancers were like doing their performance at the same time on the three different stages and the audience could like walk in and walk around that. So it was like that, but in theater form. And it was nice. very engaging. Yeah. Multimedia art installations, low-key I think it would be fun. Well, in slap. essence... It, yeah. it's really three separate movies that you could just watch three for the price of one just split the huh <laughs> yeah that's a that's a good value it's like that I, I don't know if it's still up on youtube but there was like someone uploaded uh star wars one through six in in one like in in six split screens it just played all six star wars movies at the same time how is that how is it to watch that what's the experience like it's like at the beginning at the beginning it's normal because it's it plays the same music and it's just the opening scroll just imagine that all six of the title scrolls like they all read together one continuous narrative Uh uh-huh yeah yeah and then it's like the the audio is, is absolutely unhearable uh and you know you just see all of them at the same time it's because if you just if you just upload star wars on youtube it's probably going to be deleted but i don't know if the bots can detect that or maybe this just counts as like a um it's satirical or like you know artistic it's art yeah yeah it's transform exactly um is there anything we can say about the music of this because i think it's really good but tied yeah i like the I like how it goes from like uh, classical instruments. Yeah, that part's to, like, really cool. Like a like a techno. I think it really beat. highlights uh, Sufjan's strengths as a composer. Yeah, absolutely. Like there's a there's a quote like this on the Wikipedia for the BQE where it says uh, regarding the BQE, Stephen said, "I intended to create a non-personal, non-narrative." I try to reduce my own personal investment as much as possible, and I refuse to incorporate one of my strengths, which is the song. I was relinquishing That's my greatest weapon, which is okay, um, Sufjan. Like, but well, like, I mean, it kind of makes sense. Like, yeah, after you do something as like instantly acclaimed as Illinois, it kind of makes sense to want to mm-hmm. impose challenges on yourself uh, and help you to help you grow as a creator. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think like in like having seen and like heard this like the the instrumental to this and seen the movie, I think it did like the the way he uh instrument he uses instrumentation on this is like kind of a for foreboding of uh, all delighted people and age of art. Like he he does seem to develop his instrumental ideas that that he later is gonna use in like actual yeah i'm really excited to uh, really excited just to explore those albums someday one of these days and we're gonna do that soon don't unsubscribe yet stay tuned 
We're not just going to talk about this film for the rest of the year. It's just, uh, I mean, but let's talk about the film as film for for a hot minute. Yeah. Um, I I think it's kind of, I don't know, maybe what Sufjan wanted to capture on this video is a little bit of the boredom of a highway. Yeah. And of... uh, of its repetitiveness, of its being like, I don't know, gray and dull and ugly. Um, it is not much to romanticize about the exp- about an expressway. Yeah, and that's, that's really cool on one hand. Um, and you do have like, you know, it's, I think th- th- this movie is all about motion. <laughs> I mean, all the, the, the segments are called movements, which is also like a classical mm-hmm. thing, but also I think it's about, it's about that movement. Um, but yeah, there's, there's, there's nothing to look at and i wonder how how this movie experience could have been if it was like done by like a professional director <laughs> of uh, photography like with a just like with a yeah state of the art like normal ass so, yeah, film it camera like, yeah it was done by something who knows how to shoot films yeah yeah <laughs> but i actually don't yeah i don't i don't hate it like i especially i don't the, hate it no i think especially on the electric part uh the visuals are great like the way the way it's like I, like I, I scroll to that part and it's like in fast, in fast uh fast what's it called time loop i guess <laughs> or fast forward yeah and it's it's super fitting I mean, that is the, interesting that i think like there's technology. he's making a kind of interesting statement about i mean just by having like a very boring you know highway film and this very grandiose music yeah i also like the gorilla yeah, yeah, true the big inflatable gorilla that shows up about in about 10 minutes in um yeah that's great big fan is that is that supposed to be it King Kong? Be. Does King Kong take place in New York? Like I I could I could see that being the like because of course Sufjan didn't place it there, so it's just something that is there in he New York. He definitely did want to. I mean, there's a part I mean, that makes sense like, to yeah. There's graffiti in it. Makes sense to call attention to that sort of places. you know not just yeah. a big gray square building. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know how much, uh, how much like a professional cinematographer or a professional or like a an actual real filmmaker, how different their takers would have been. I, I don't really see yeah. there being much of a difference, honestly. I think you're underestimating the medium of pictures. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I do. Like I've I've seen art films, you know, and it's like. It's like a specific genre of uh, of film, I guess, that I'm not the biggest fan of. It's the um, man with a movie camera and Koyanis Katsi genre, yeah. or like, what's that? Berlin. Man with a movie camera is straight up one of my favorite pieces of art of all time. It's this pretty is like, good. It's, it's like, oh my God, like, you have convinced me I will move to communist Russia right now. Like, this is it's such a good propaganda movie, but it's also like artistically so well done. Yeah. Everybody, yeah, you like should the, check it out. Yeah, see Giga Vertov's map with a movie camera from like 1930-something. 32, yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, like it's this kind of like city tone yeah. poem thing. Yeah. Where it's like there's no real plot to it. It's like more trying to capture a mood and more like working with the rhythm of like- uh, images. Yep. And but I, I I don't see that to be done in that many new in like man with the movie camera is innovative because like no one has done that before. But like you can only do that that many times and at that many different places. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't I don't it's it's hard to like say something new with just showing the emotion like okay like if if for 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 like the the on the film theory side that's like vertov's theory was like how to him cinema is just about motion and it was like at a time where uh where it, it was for, to him cinema is just about motion but specifically like to him high the high art of cinema is motion that imitates the motion of machines of course yeah which was at a written at a time where like film was a new medium so everyone was struggling to like everyone was like coming up with their own manifestos of what uh what cinema is supposed to show or what cinema is able to show but in like 
2007 <laughs> that's like not gonna be a new idea anymore to film uh, to film a city or to film just cars and motion I mean, I kind of agree with what you're saying, but I, I'm thinking about like details, like how how you frame a picture and how it's also everything is in the in the middle distance or far away. There are like no close-ups, and of course, like this is <laughs> yeah, intentional. True. There's some close-ups to the to the hula hoopers. Ah, that's right. Yeah, but it's like, and again, I can I can accept that this is intentional, but it's like this is how I. Yeah, how an amateur filmer with a Super 8 camera would yeah. have filmed the uh, BQE when it was newly built, and I, I I do think you can you can add more more details to it that are like poetic, and even if they are poetic, that doesn't mean that this takes away from the narrative of the film that this highway is not poetic. Or yeah. anti-poetic, you know. No, and I, I think you're kind of like I, I think you're right actually, like because I'm like skipping to other parts, and it does remind me of how. And I don't think this is a bad thing. Like I don't think this is a bad film that he made. Uh, and I, I also think that it's like because it's to Sufjan Stevens, it's more about the music than it's about the film. Sure. But I think you're right about how the the way he uses like the way he uses uh, images is very much someone who uh to, who just made his first experimental uh, film like because because there's the you know there's this idea that it's all about movement and it's all about forms like that's the that's the things that you can capture so so it's gonna go like from these round hula hoops to to then like other images that are also round like then it's like a, i skipped to another a part that's after right. the hula hoop parts and then it's and then it's a sunset so it's you know, connects the geometrical form of the hula hoop circle to the circle of the sun. Right. Which is cool, but it's like an idea every filmmaker tried to say something has had, like, just work. Or there's also, like, this Ferris wheel that's also, like, a circle that evokes the hula hoop circle, you know. It's just part of language at this point. Yeah. So you can't, you can also not make this as a, what's that, Vorwurf? Critique? I don't know. Yeah, it's it's tough to set this up as a critique against Sufjan that he just uses film language. And to be fair, like, this is it's a very film, basic concept. Very basic film language, yeah. Yeah. Right? Like, uh, basic, yeah. Uh, simple would be a better, a more sort of generous term. But like, I feel like once you have the idea of it's footage of the BQE and music, uh, in like big classical music it's like you kind of know what it's going to be like and then it just kind of is that so i i think it effectively brings across mm -hmm. this idea but i also think the idea is pretty simple and i definitely think there's more room to yeah like you were saying like add a so little more uh variety i would say to the to the types of shots yeah but y'all uh, also read this interview. I didn't um, do that yet. So what did Sufjan uh, say about this? He said a lot about it. Um, he talks about how uh, he's worried that basically people aren't going to get it. Um, like, let's see. Uh, what did he say? He talks a lot about the oh. um Aren't we all? Let's see. I don't want to impose too much information. At the same time, this project is so far-reaching and deliberate that I feel a certain anxiety about its success and its ability to communicate clearly on its own. Probably an indication of my insecurity that I'm over-explaining myself. It's also probably a result of not using a song to express myself. So, And that's in re referring to the comic and also yeah. uh, the essay that he wrote that came with the, the, the notes, the, the liner, the CD, uh, which... I have not read because essays are for students and nerds and uh, losers. <laughs> <laughs> if you learn shit, fuck you. And I resent yeah. both. <laughs> I like. I'm looking at the part of the of the interview where he talks about like the mm. the actual BQE, and it's like you know he says my problem with the piece. The BQE generally is that I could never quite fathom the BQE as an object outside of metaphor. 
It's like wanting to see the face of God. I wanted to see it for what it is. The result was this revelation of horror that is nothing really. It's the first time that I tried to write about something and felt that the result was meaninglessness. There's no meaning to it. All the analogies and the metaphors is imposed. Which is interesting. Like an interesting way to put it. Like I think I think what he's trying to get at is that this highway, like if you actually look at this highway, it's just nothing. Like there's no because I, I, I think in on Illinois and in in ways in Michigan where he he writes about yeah. places, he always like finds a metaphor in it. And here he just apparently just looked at this this expressway and like didn't find didn't find the face of God that you would look into. Or he did, and the face of God was meaningless. Yeah, which is even worse. Hmm. But I do not understand what he's saying, because in the beginning we talked about the meaning mm-hmm. of the BQE. It's that it's destroyed a neighborhood, yeah, and it provided traffic, but not enough. Yeah. And it's ugly. Yes. All those th- things are meaning, so... It's true. Do you know? And in the next part, where he talks about the Hooper heroes, he talks about how, how they're women, because the BQE is the product of masculine ambition, it's... He says, it's completely patriarchal. Robert Moses was the type A alpha male civic engineer. Everything he did with force of will, not that ambition is not feminine. But the Hooper heroes are relieved to the concrete linearity of the expressway and the scenes of urban renewal from the 50s. So like, he does talk about how the, how the BQE is, you know, basically a metaphor for, uh, for like the alpha male uh, ambition or the alpha male way of building civic engineering, which... Yeah, you know, kind of ignores the um, uh, the class. Well, I think that is what he's saying is that he, he can't. It, but, you know, that he can only see it as those things. Yeah, that's what. It, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, he can't transcend. He can't transcend this piece of garbage. Uh, is that what he's saying? No, like he he can't look past that how uh, how it's the. Hmm. I think it's like he, he can't, can't see the forest see for the trees. The actual highway because it's just so can't much. Can't see the highway uh, for the. Uh, road yeah which is dangerous you want you got to see the road when you're driving and you're gonna, you're gonna yeah you can't see the <laughs> yeah it's true but i don't think it's a good approach to try to look past the uh the political connotations to look for the the highway in itself i think that's a very bourgeois modernist uh, approach to art that i uh, oppose or am i misunderstanding mr stevens i don't know but I could, I could totally see, like, I, I could totally accept the BQE, like, as, an, as, a, like, as a whole project. Yeah. Because, again, I think he wrote good music for it. But, yeah. like, as a whole project, I could totally um, accept the BQE as, 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 like, Sufjan's failure at actually being able to, like, work with well there's work with well, writing something in the film about, and about in the music mm-hmm. uh, maybe that's maybe that is a kind of failure that it doesn't adequately bring across the metaphor in the music because when you're just showing the highway and the music which is very lovely and it's easy to get across the idea that 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 this thing is beautiful right so i don't know so uh, yeah maybe mm-hmm. the fact that he kind of he feels he has to explain it shows that like maybe and maybe like uh maybe someone with a a little more experience in film could have better brought across um the these other ideas about the what the highway stands for what did he say about metaphors again i'm I'm trying (laughs) to think through this because I feel like I feel like what the highway stands for and what Sufyan failed uncovering are two different things can you read the quote again actually janos that would help me my problem with the piece generally is that i could never quite fathom the bqe as an object outside of metaphor it's like wanting to see the side of of metaphor i wanted to see it for what it is the result was this revelation of horror that is nothing really the first time that i tried to write about something and felt that the result was meaninglessness there's no meaning to it all the analogies and metaphors is info impose which i don't think i agree with like I that's think it's- beautiful because he he realizes there that there is no world beyond relationality of things and concepts he realizes that we live in a post-structuralist world <laughs> In failing to I, to uh, look past the metaphor of the BQE, yeah, maybe that's maybe that's a way to put it. 
because because I, I also think like we're kind of getting getting to like and like this has been this has been a good talk uh but i think like this is as much as we can explore this because we're we're coming to a point where i don't know how much more there is to understand well about maybe this. let's like, think, uh let's talk about uh yeah. the other song the the sleeping red wolves yes right oh yeah there's a bonus track and it's called the sleeping red wolves and i'm so sure that these sleeping red wolves are a metaphor for a specific thing but for me as the listener they're a metaphor for a specific most likely totally different thing Mm. because you know these sleepy uh, wolves they are red and they're also red stars (laughs) and we got it it's communism (laughs) (laughs) this is i um i love this song so much it has a perfect harmonies and melody and and the, the, the the choir this like wide sharp different impossible slow it's i just love the song so much that song that is specifically about communism it's in a very nice metaphorical way okay so how is this how how can we con connect it to the bqe because i i really think we're getting we're getting on to something like right there's this this road that is um this is basically destroyed brooklyn <laughs> and is like i think it you know it represents this civic engineering that has no concern for the actual neighborhood and has just you know is just concerned about um i don't know what is what is even the thought behind like building highways and destroying neighborhoods because it's like a super common mm. thing in increase increased commerce in civic engineering i guess for like yeah yeah yeah, yeah think, on the backs of it. the people who right. uh, have less um, buying power than others. Yeah, that's a good that's a good way to put it. So I think it's like there is a look at these uh, lines in Sleeping Red Wolves. All the impossible shapes we live in. Yes, that would be the fucked up Brooklyn. Yes, don't don't be afraid. Be of what we are given. Now this is again. I don't I don't know if I can deconstruct it, but. Um, be of what we are given is a mm. materialist imperative maybe to work to work with what with what is there and what the power that we have in us all the red stars the imposter has lived in so like sometimes these imposters live Impos- in the imposters uh in the, i don't know red stars the, uh, yeah. uh, uh, posturing themselves as communist mm, yeah yeah posturing themselves of doing something good for the community maybe yeah mm-hmm. maybe no because i can you know i can i can also see how building a highway is like being sold as this is what the city needs because it's gonna increase income or whatever but then in the end it just destroys it so you know i can see that as i can see yeah, the tracks. imposter being robert moses actually yeah which is, I don't know if that person is Jewish, but I don't know. This villainization of this mm, like one architect little, perhaps. with a Jewish name, I think is kind of sus. Is it? Like, I don't know. You can, be, you can be Jewish and also racist at yes. the same time. Yes, yes, that is true. But it's, I mean, it's, you can, you can like personalize the evil or you can uh, not personalize the evil. And I think the latter is the more... Um, the better approach and the approach that that leads you to you know um, I mean if if there was another guy called Peter Peterson mm-hmm. who would have been given the task to design the Brooklyn Queens Expressway with that kind of budget and with keeping in mind like the interests of that rich community and not that poor community they would have built a very similar highway you know maybe it's it's the it's the circumstances that are at fault here interesting yeah i don't know i could uh, yeah like he was born of uh it says he was born to uh assimilated german jewish parents um but you know yeah i I mean it doesn't matter but i don't think it is to have that that discussion i don't um i don't think but i mean yeah uh 
I mean that too, but I I don't think the anything about the way he uh his uh he shaped New York has anything to do with his Jewishness, you know. So of course, no. But I'm I'm only uh, describing like the structure mm. of yeah of a villain, mm. like in general. Yeah, like it's not you, you know we're like all right. aware of that. Like I, Trump, the person is not the problem of fascism. Yeah, you know it's like no, he's I, helping. I, I, but I see I see the point you're making. Like because there's there's like I I do think that uh, what's the name of the Facebook guy Mark Zuckerberg? Like he is genuinely a horrible person yeah and you know he's done a lot of awful things <laughs> but still like a lot of the uh the political cartoons would depict him or do depict him in anti-semitic ways and that's like not cool uh so yeah. there's like these these discourses that uh, sometimes interact with each other in weird ways and i i'm not sure yeah. if the the way he's depicted like i i don't have the tab open with the way he's depicted in the comics uh, oh i'm sure he's not like depicted like as a anti-semitic stereotype no no yeah that would not be cool i that would that would shock me i gotta i gotta gotta let my cat in hold on yeah what actually this is this is jasper this is a different cat the original janet yeah is at it again (gasps) he's a big orange man what yeah like garfield it's new New gen lore. Like Garfield? Oh, uh, with his paws. How does he Gets stand on uh, l- uh, lasagna? All gunky. All tomato sauce and cheese. <laughs> I like that. I like that. <laughs> It'd be like that. Um, oh, also apparently in the in the comic of the Hoopa Heroes, there's also, besides, <laughs> besides BQ oh, and yeah. E, there's also the Hoopa Boys or hoop boys that are like just like two uh two two boys who also do hoop tricks oh fuck yeah uh named <laughs> barnum and bailey the bb <laughs> the bb's have we talked about uh when i made that bqe clipping mashup album back in like no. say 2017 you did what uh yeah i made an album an album called the bq LPPNG. It was a mashup of uh, the BQE and uh, uh-huh. by Clipping. Um, I revisited it today. The opening's pretty good, uh-huh. and the rest isn't because uh, I don't know how to. <laughs> <laughs> That's relatable. You know, it's. I I I don't even think I have listened to anything you did before. Um, the only thing I I heard of you before "Be Okay, Okay" is yeah, the, no, that's the covers good. album. No, yeah, that's, the that's totally valid. Cover on it. Um, yeah, that one's that one's also uh, pretty cool. But like, I don't completely know where you started your musical most of development. It's not like, very it listenable. To... Um, it's just mostly me and my voice <laughs> and keys and some pretty weak songwriting. So I'm okay with nobody listening to that. <laughs> Pretty much. It's yeah. your game. There's at least one album that sets up some of the lore. I'm gonna just kind of soft reboot the whole thing. But don't even worry about it. Oh. I do. I got a exactly. You got like you got, I a, got lot a lot of tabs open of right now. Like album writing wise. You know, a whole lot of buckets. <laughs> yeah. But you know that's you what got a lot of garlic cloves and a lot of and a lot of on a lot of stoves. <laughs> that's what the boys from Australia, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, did because they apparently had like they said, "Whoops, Absolute we have materials kings, for five albums, honestly. so we're just making all of and them they this did. year." Yeah, and they're all and they did and they did. Seven, oh yeah, shit! 17. They dropped yeah, five 17. albums in 2017, I think. Then I no think album in 2018, and then two year? in 2020. Two yeah. Except they can't. God, I hope so. <laughs> like their their last one there, was like easily. maybe their best. So okay, so the age of age of pods lore is that apparently the music you <laughs> two like that I've never listened yeah. to is <laughs> Ween, the Gizzard Lizard, yeah, yes. pretty, yeah, and Ghost, yes. Okay, I will at some point. I, give those a spin. I don't know if you like any of them. That's okay. I've, yeah, I think I listened I've to Ghost towards and Ghost. didn't wait, feel wait. anything. Yeah. But uh, but I have, I have but to check King out Gizzard the, the really wizard. Cool. Oh. I would start with uh, Nonagon Infinity. Um, 
yeah. Yeah, I think either that or Polygon Dwana Land. Alright. Like Polygon Dwana Land starts with like one it's of so the best tight. tracks. And like, ends with Castle one of the best like, tracks, the fourth color. All time. So, great. Yeah. Everyone out there. Yeah. And the cool thing about King is is like most of their albums is like are like between thirty and forty minutes. Or at least mm-hmm. at least like their best like some of their best ones. Like I think Murder of the Universe is longer, but like their Polygon Dwana Land is like a tight thirty-five. Uh, Infest the Rat's Nest is in the thirties. Yeah, really? Everyone out there, fuck Sufjan. Whatever. He's um. So yeah, it's... <laughs> we're done. Let's talk about <laughs> fucking podcast series over the Carpenters or whatever. <laughs> um. Let's talk about the cardigans. Is there I anything else we the want to talk about through, on the BQE? Any good. final sort of conclusions to reach? I'm. I'm good. I think we did a, it's a good fun work mess. of trying to I, unpack it's... this mess. Like for for something that I thought we might not be able to fill thirty minutes, we're like at an hour yeah. and ten. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should stop talking about songs. <laughs> well, <laughs> like song after song. I don't know. Well, I mean, we're gonna get a we lot go of into themes. The world of scenes in, uh, and art and all people. I will. I do want to call attention to be a lot of something Sufjan says yeah. in the interview that he's tired of concept records and um and <laughs> okay. and how uh, a lot of the songs that he's writing and recording don't really have much of a concept, and so he just has them compiled. And so that might be an interesting lens to view all delighted people through mm-hmm. our next topic. I think all delighted people is like his his best work. That yeah, there's not really much. It's just of a, a collection of songs. Theme. Well, well, we'll see because we might find one. Um, we'll see. So stay tuned and find a theme or two. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we'll be back with. I think all the other people is the next thing we c- we're gonna cover, right? Like, there's nothing else that is worth discussing an episode between this and. Oh yeah, this was the album of this came out in two thousand nine. Like two thousand seven was the art installation. To two thousand. Oh, was the art installation two thousand seven? I'm okay. Good. Yeah, the art installation was two thousand seven. The soundtrack track and the DVD of the BQE was released in two thousand. Nine and then he did All Delighted People and Damn. The Age of Odds both in 2010. Like, that's wild. I remember that year. Yeah. I, mean, I remember that year I was 15 and I was, um, I was getting in my, uh, r- r- real music. Yeah, I was 11 and entering my phase. real music. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Beatles are real music uh phase. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was um twenty-one or twenty-two and I, I was listening to Sufjan Stevens most of the time. Damn. Well, stay tuned. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like the internet yeah, needs, needs, needs to be disarmed in some way. <laughs> <laughs>